Welcome to Rock the Midlife Show, a podcast that brings you fun and interesting conversations to inspire, motivate, and encourage women on their journey through midlife. I am Alinka Tercic, your host. I help women at midlife to rediscover themselves and their vision and thrive through the transition into their next stage. Enjoy! Hey, hey, I am here today with Angie Garden, and she helps women navigate through menopause naturally. Hi, Angie. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me on this so important topic for my audience. No problem at all. My pleasure. Yeah, it, it seems like this is, you know, when you arrive at this age, it's the, you know, it's the most talkable topic. <laughs> Do you say that? It's, um, it's a, often it's a difficult subject for women to talk about, but we all know it's going to happen at some point, whether that's naturally or maybe medically. It's, it's going to happen at some point, so we have to talk about it sometime. Yeah, it's true, but it's all, always like, oh, you're going through this phase and you're going through that phase. And just wait till you you reach that age or something like that it's like you know like you said it should be talked more about and all the experience mm -hmm. that we we are having and you know really trying to find the way to to make it more part of our lives like the natural process of our body instead of mm -hmm. being something like a huge obstacle that we will be facing for the rest of our lives yeah yeah that's true i think the more we talk about it and the more we can normalize it then the better and then we take away some of the fear as well in that way um but yeah i, I think we have well definitely things have improved we are talking about it more but um sometimes not always in a useful way i found <laughs> yeah it <laughs> can be quite true. yeah so, let's start at the beginning how did you end up <laughs> working with women you know around the menopause and i know you know when i speak to others this is usually some sort of a story behind and uh, you know coming from our own experiences what was what's your story mm, yeah that's a good point yeah nobody leave school thinking, right, I'm going to be a menopause coach. It doesn't really happen like that. Um, I, I was in science. I was in wildlife science for many years, uh, doing lots of different research out in the field and then ended up working for a charity as well. Um, and then I retrained as a personal trainer. So complete change. Although it was science in some way, uh, I just kind of switched from wildlife to the human body. So, so there were some parallels there for sure. Um, and I was speaking more, more to, to people on a direct basis um, about their body, their health, uh, physical, mental health issues, the whole lot. And um, it, it started to become much more apparent that there are differences within us, not just between the sexes. And it's not just a thing of the older women and the younger women. Um, we can't just blame it all on age. There seem to be definite patterns to me for the women that I was helping um, in, the, in the gym that I was at. I've been in a few different gyms over the years. Um, 
and there was a definite pattern that some women would respond really well to the to the different types of exercise that I would ask them to do or um, nutrition strategies and plans and all that kind of stuff we could go into lots of detail in that but there was never a one sit one fits all solution there was never a, a one size thing for everyone uh, that would work across the board it didn't matter how how well you were sticking to it that wasn't the thing there was something else going on uh, and it was really clear to me that it was different age groups that was there was the issue um, and I was helping women who were just a little bit older than me so uh, in my mid-30s at the time um, I'm 40 now so so when I was 34 uh, 33 34 I was helping women who were wanting to lose weight and um, I was noticing changes in my body at the same time that the weight wasn't coming off as easy as it used to and it was easier to gain and much harder to lose even though I was still exercising and, and doing all the right things because that's what I trained in I knew exactly what to do so I was kind of mirroring my clients in a way and it was it was affecting me um, confidence wise and and all that kind of thing as well it wasn't just a, a physical aspect so so um, I've started to just learn more, study more, and start to look more at, at the deeper issues that are involved in in the body, and it became it became a, a bit of a fascination for me, a bit of an obsession, if you like. That the more I looked into hormones, the more I could see that they are real gatekeepers for our health in many ways so it wasn't just about weight then it became a much bigger picture of health overall mental health physical health and um, I was really interested for myself but the more I learned for me the more I could pass on to my clients um, don't really do the personal training anymore um, I, I switched to just making it about menopause about five years ago uh, because so many women needed that support and there's a lot of women out there who are um, wanting some support wanting advice wanting some practical information uh, and not getting the help they need for many different reasons um, so I now provide that in a very natural and practical way so I'm giving them the information and I'm helping them to feel more hopeful about menopause less fearful um, and just feeling more confident within themselves so that amongst the weight gain the anxiety the hot flushes sleep problems all of that mess that can occur that they can do what it takes to find themselves again amongst all of that and be the person that they want to be and have what I call a, a mediocre menopause and an amazing life so in a nutshell that's about it yeah no that's amazing and i see how important it is to and as we we with all this information that we have available we are more aware and i feel like women my age i'm 51 so women my age are more into the healthy living more living mm. naturally more you know more aware of all these options and even more open to let's say other treatments not the traditional uh, 
not the traditional, but the clinical treatments, the medications mm, that were yeah. used so far. You know, so I feel like we have, we still have a long, long way to go, but it is, it is becoming an important part of women's health. And like you, you're saying, it's, it's kind of the whole package of it. So how do you teach, how do you guide your, your clients through the menopause? What's the most important aspect of really, you know, making it easier for them? Mm, yeah, that's a really good question. It can be quite tricky to answer that one, but there are some, uh, there are some key themes that we need to, to, to focus on if we are going to thrive through this and not just survive through it. Because as you say, you know, at, at the age of 50 plus, we've still got loads of life left. We don't want to just be waiting for it all to be over so we can pick up life again. And uh, the, the things that I see my clients um, doing well with when they when they focus on these things and, and really run with it and do really well, then then we're on to a winner. It's it's a lot of the natural and um, things, natural things that we don't often associate with being about menopause. So I help them go through it naturally because they've either chosen not to use HRT or that that choice for whatever reason has been taken away from them. They don't have that choice. So we have to look at other ways. And the advice that I've given them has actually worked really well for the women who are also on HRT or coming off it. And that is to really build on adrenal health, adrenal strength, and that, um, that resilience within us that is able to cope well with different types of stress on different levels so in a practical sense what we're really saying is the more you can rely on yourself within yourself to help your body do what it needs to do the more we can have uh, an easier menopause if you like and to do that we've got to look at the daily habits the little routines that happen through the day that we don't even think about We've got to do almost a bit of an audit on those to see what is hormone friendly, what's, what's helping our hormones, what's helping our adrenal system to cope with these hormonal changes and what is less helpful, what could be tweaked, what needs to change a little bit. Not a complete life overhaul, but just to have a bit of a change uh, just to be a bit more helpful for ourselves because we've got to we've got to support ourselves through this yeah that's that's really great and i like that you are putting like these little steps and i'm all about you know little steps because we all know that you know drastic changes never last <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so it's yeah and it's easier to implement right away you know when when Women are listening and they can, oh, I can do that. You know, this is simple. This is, this doesn't take me a lot of time, a lot of effort, but I can do these little tweaks to my diet or maybe drink more or less coffee. And I'm totally guilty of drinking too much, too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you even know when you are approaching and, you know, what are the, these first signs? that you can say, okay, this is the menopause, this is not something else wrong with me or you know, some other illness or disease or, or whatever. 
Yeah, that's a good question. And that question comes up a lot, actually. It, it did um, a couple of days ago in uh, an online event that I did, and then of course Mingle. Um, and there's a lot of women um, wondering, is this the menopause starting or is it something else? Am I going crazy or is it my hormones? Am I losing my mind? Is it uh, some kind of mental illness I've got or is it hormones? Um, because at this stage of our lives, we've built up so many layers of issues, whether it's an autoimmune problem or just a bit of stress or, you know, uh, different relationships we've been through. We've, we've got this baggage, haven't we? And, and your body doesn't forget this and it does start to take its toll. So it can complicate things, but for answering that question i'll stick to the question <laughs> so if it's menopause then we can look at the general symptoms and there are lots of them they're all in my book but you can google them as well and we tend to go off those symptoms and, and the more you have of them the more we can definitely say it's menopause but not only that because it can be physical and um and mental things as well it affects affects our brain as much as our body and um, so we can say that the one symptom that is going to affect us all everyone is going to get at some point some change to their periods we know that's the given all the other symptoms can feel a bit more random and um, we we don't know you, you're not going to get them all nobody gets all of them but you might get a collection of them but we can't say which of them you're going to get um, we could do a, a test to find out, but it would be more, um, it would be quicker and more peace of mind for you if we just have a look at the symptom list. And that's when it's useful to have a conversation with somebody like myself. So you don't end up with Dr. Google diagnosing you with <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, according yeah. to Google, you're always dying. <laughs> yeah exactly and it's really scary because you can convince yourself that you've got all sorts of problems and then oh my god where do you start with that you feel like you're on doom and gloom or path already so mm -hmm. that's not it's not always helpful um you can go to uh, your gp in the uk and ask for a, a menopause test you know, depending on your age, they'll they'll do that for you. So that would be a test for a particular hormone that as you get closer to menopause, it increases the more of it you have in your body, the, the, the closer you are to your last period. So that's one way of doing it. But it's not 100% accurate. So, <laughs> so there again, we're back to the symptoms. We're back on those. And the more, um, the more random those symptoms are, whereas, like, for example, on that symptom list, we could have anxiety, itchy skin, um, vaginal dryness, uh, heavy periods, and um, irritability, for example. So that could be uh, my friend uh, Katie over there, who's got that. Mm -hmm. Now me, I could have um, lighter periods, but my periods are longer. Um, and I might have some emotional outbursts and feel a bit teary quite a lot of the time. So we've got very different symptoms or slight, slight uh, correlation, but we could have two different things or we could have the menopause. We could be starting with perimenopause. So the way that I would start to look into that a little bit more is by asking questions about when else do you feel 
emotional are there other things going on in your life some uh, emotional outbursts irritability anger are there other stresses going on that maybe you're going through a divorce or there's a big uh, problem at work maybe there's some redundancies and you're not sure where you sit with that uh, so those things can overlap with our perimenopause symptoms but the less of those uh, big life events the less of those uh, direct stresses we have and the more of those symptoms we have then the more we can say it's it's going to be a hormonal issue and the more random they are the more random the the symptoms and that we can't put it down to say a specific event as to oh i've suddenly got these sleep problems and i never used to but everything else in my life is fine well, that sounds a bit hormonal to me then, especially if we've got some other things that we can tick off on the list. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is about a conversation. You can't really get that level of detail from Dr. Google <laughs> or, or a book, for example, or something you just get an article or a chat with a friend. This, um, this is where it really does become more valuable and more useful to have, have a conversation about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree because it can become so confusing. And I think that one, one reason that we, you know, we see the menopause as this horror, you know, phase of our, our life is because, you know, everyone is adding to this list of the, of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it might seem that your whole body is falling apart, you know, and yeah. everything with the emotions and everything is going on all of the sudden and you might not even experience that but you know a lot of women feel like okay all of these symptoms will will go i mean everything will go wrong you know yeah there's, there's a lot of doom and gloom around mm. it and i'm i'm here to be the anti of that i like to provide the inspiration and, and lift people up a bit and just remove some of that fear and by giving the information, but not only that, but helping them to implement the solutions around that, uh, because it can be very scary. It's the fear of the unknown, like what is going to happen to me? And, and then you might have seen your mom or your sister or your aunt, your grandmother, you might have seen someone in the family go through a horrendous time or uh, despite what they say, quite often our mums will deny all knowledge of it, but we know different. We've lived in the same house. Because often you get a menopausal mum and then the teenage daughter all under the same roof. I've <laughs> been there. I've been there. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it really is. It's our power years is how I prefer to think of it. It's not doom and gloom. It's not all downhill from here. We have got so much life left in us and we've yes. got things that we need to do and we've got purpose and we've got um projects that are still needing to be finished and there is absolutely no reason why we can't still do those things it's it's really changed our perception of ourselves even in my lifetime has definitely changed if i think of my mum at my age now quite different in how mm. we would dress or perceive ourselves the things that we would go for the the goals yeah. and, and achievements that we have are very, very different. And although that's, that's down to individuals and characteristics, I think it is that whole perception of, of 
the midlife woman mm. and where we see ourselves in society. And we have to take control of that. We can't let other people decide for us who we're going to be. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's why I'm doing this podcast. And, you know, my whole work is around that, you know, really enjoying this, this part of your life because it's, it is like you said, we are still strong. We are powerful. We have so much knowledge and, and skills and so many experiences that we can, you know, still bring so much value to the world. And Absolutely. it's definitely not the end of our, of our lives. It's the middle. So we still have, you know, the second half to live. So, yeah. so <laughs> can we, let's say, play with the menopause? Like, okay, you know, now it's not the right time, you know, like having <laughs> <laughs> the periods or pregnancy or, you know, can you, can you delay it or skip it mm. or do something about it? Mm, that's a good question. Um, we, we know it's going to happen. We can't really delay it, to be honest. There has been lots of studies and research done into this. And even last year, I think, was the most recent article I read about there was some potential that regular sexual activity is going to delay the menopause. Um, it, it was very, um, well, you had to, had to have a bit of a uh, squint eye to look at the data so <laughs> it didn't really support what they were trying to to um, look for but uh, there are certain things that will interfere if you like with the hormones but we can't say oh take x y and z and we'll just delay it for 10 years you'll be all right um, the most recent research is now looking into stem cells and how we can um, sort of inject a bit of usefulness into ourselves later on in life and, and delay it that way but yeah jury's still out a little bit uh, it could be useful in some respects but uh, it could be it could be quite controversial as well um on a on a uh, everyday basis for the average woman we can say that 51 is the average age of your last period and that can be influenced by um, diet and lifestyle factors. So if somebody was a regular smoker, that might then shift it a little bit to have an earlier menopause, which we don't really want to encourage because mm -hmm. there's so much benefit and so much usefulness and, and helpful um, uh, correlations with health on a big grand scale with keeping those hormones for as long as we can for brain and body, then we, we don't want that obviously. Um, but we want to keep it for as long as, as, as we can through uh, diet choices and our health lifestyle and the routines that we have. And, and again, we can do that um, purposefully. And there is some research to show that having, um, I think it's skimmed milk or skimmed dairy in our earlier years. So from the 20s and 30s onwards will possibly push menopause up to six months later than what would have normally occurred for us. So, so it's not a huge amount. It's not a, it's a not, year. No, it's, it's, not. it's not several years. So you can decide for yourself if that's worth it or not. Uh, not everyone wants to to go down the dairy route anyway that's fine so there's some ambiguous ways but it's not like uh like some women will say well 
I'm on the pill, so I'm not going to get the menopause until I come off the pill. That's just rubbish, I'm afraid. That's a complete myth. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of felt for myself, and I, I'm not there yet. I still have my periods very regularly. But I, at one point, probably two years ago, I felt like, okay, now I need to get off my, my pills and, you know, just take the body to rest and you know do do its own thing and and you know whenever it comes it comes and you know uh -huh. just trying to go with, with the you know with the wisdom of body yeah yeah your body will tell you what it needs and and when we lean into that internal intuition that we've all got that we sometimes push away but it is there um and when we do that and support ourselves and, and not try to battle with these symptoms, the symptoms are there for a reason. They're, they're a message yeah. trying to tell you that you need to do something. Um, and they tell you what, what they need as well. When we do that, then, yeah, it is like you are just going with the flow a little bit more. Um, and that, that can ease things up and feel like it's less pressure on yourself. Yeah, you're, you're not fighting it as much. And mm. I feel like I'm just let it happen instead of trying to control the things that you really, like you said, have little control over. So, yeah. you know, so what would you say is the biggest mistake women make around the menopause or their approach to, to menopause or in general around this, this mm. age? Yeah, that's a good question. I see that the biggest mistake, the most common mistake is to ignore it and to pretend that it's not happening <laughs> and to think of menopause as being something for the old women in their 50s, 60s, 70s and, you know, not happening to me, it's not me, fingers in my ears, blah, 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 because I am 43 or whatever it might be, I'm 40, almost 41, but I have friends who will flat out deny that they don't need to be thinking about this right mm. now. And, and there's a difference between I don't need to be thinking about it and I don't want to worry about this. There's, those two things are very separate yeah. and I don't want anyone to worry about it, but we do need to prepare for this. And the longer we delay it, the more chance we have of suffering later on. And I don't want anyone to have to suffer through it. Yeah. So what, what can we do to, you know, what would you suggest now that we are wrapping up? What would you suggest? How can women, you know, reach out to you? Where can they find more information and how they can find like more general information about what's going on before, you know, they even start talking to someone a little bit more seriously. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, be going through menopause or be a woman of a certain age to be um, doing a little bit of reading up on it it's it's really up to you when you take that plunge but just acknowledging that it's going to happen is is the best thing that you can do for yourself and just removing that fear and making that decision that you're not going to ignore it that's the first thing um, and then if you want to have a conversation with somebody who might be able to point you in the right direction like myself then you can find me 
on um, on my website. So that's angiegarten.com. You can find me on Facebook as Angie Garten. And I have a free Facebook group as well that people can join. And that's called Menopause Done Naturally. So there's more than 500 women in there at the moment. And we have conversations about what we should be doing um, and what what things are going to help us to solve certain problems and um, just sharing our experiences. It's a very safe group to talk about these things because I find that a lot of women don't have that uh, that that sort of environment they have friends that they can chat with about it but not quite in the way that they really would like to or the way that they need the help um, obviously you can go to your gp if you are medically concerned about something in your body at all then please um, just bypass me as a health coach and go go to your gp or your healthcare provider um, if you're really seriously concerned um, but do know that they're not specialists in this unless you went to a specialist clinic for that as well. Um, you, you could also read my book and get some, uh, get clued up on it. And that is written for women in their perimenopausal years in particular. I would say anyone over the age of 35 could do with a copy of my book <laughs> to really just think about um, what's going to happen and and start to again take the fear away get the information get clued up on it so that it's not this big monster in the future and let's just um, take away some of the fears and and stop thinking of it as something so horrendous uh, so the book's called the Manual, and that is again that's available on my website angiegarten.com and you, you also have uh like some free shorter ebook you know to oh, yeah. have them get started on this absolutely yeah yeah i've got loads of freebies so <laughs> there's some in the uh in the free group so there's uh, lots of information in there some freebies and uh some help sheets and fact sheets in there and on the website as well there's also a free report that you can download and that gives my 10 best tips, things to start to take action on. Um, and I give you the guarantee if you start, if you pick three things and start to take action on those straight away and do them for at least a week, I would say at least 10 days, then you're going to start to feel better within yourself, a bit more, a bit more hopeful, a bit more confident, and it's going to start to alleviate some of the symptoms as well, or even prevent them. So that's a, a good thing. So that's all on the website too. Lots of freebies there. And there's some uh, blog posts too as well. Awesome. Thank you, Angie. And I will post all the links on my website as well. Uh, Perfect. And like you said, in, the, in your free group, what I like when you talk about, you know, having these conversations that would normally be maybe awkward with their friends. But mm. I, I feel like the value of such groups is also to see what others are experiencing so you, you don't feel... I know every woman knows that she's not alone in this, but sometimes it feels like you, like you are and you have no one, you know, then there you see, you know, what others are going through, how, how they're dealing with it without really exposing yourself or being, you know, the center of the, the conversation. So it might be helpful for some women as well. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. When you come into the free group, I ask you, to get in, I ask you three questions, like a, 
a little entry door. You can't come in until you've answered the three questions. And uh, one of the questions is, why do you want to join? It's not like Mensa or anything. You have all the answers, don't worry. There's no maths in there. So the, the questions are all, all about what you need, basically. So I know what to put mm. into the group. And the most common answer for the questions is, I just want to be able to hear what other yeah. people are experiencing. I want to know that I'm normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And isn't it sad how, you know, something that's really a normal process in our life feels like we are not normal? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very, it's strange, isn't it, that we we don't feel like we can talk about this mm. it, it's either with a complete stranger it's okay which is sometimes it's an odd thought isn't it that we don't feel quite comfortable to talk to our partners even yeah. about it and to be completely honest with them how how we feel but um sometimes it's easier to speak to a third party someone who is just uh completely mm. out of the picture and doesn't really know you personally sometimes it's easier to spill yeah. all the the secrets and the the thoughts out there yeah yeah we are a strange bunch <laughs> we are <laughs> you're trading the wild animals for wild women <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> we're social creatures at heart <laughs> yes we are we are and we should definitely go back to being more wild and more natural as well yeah Thank yeah. you, Angie, so much for sharing this. I really appreciated all the tips that you, you gave us. And I hope that, you know, many women will find your webpage and your group as a resource to help them. And uh, of course, if you have any questions, fire away. Brilliant. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rock the Midlife Show. If you find value, you can visit our website rockthemidlife.com where you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts and other platforms so you never miss an episode. I would very much appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about it. You might also want to check out our Facebook community, The Midlife Sorority. I hope we meet again next week for our new episode. Bye!